Hey guys, this is our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you found us. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about following Jesus, loving God, and serving one another. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com or check out the Clemson Foothills Church YouTube channel. We love learning what God says to us in His Word, and we hope this podcast helps you to do that as well. With all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. What's really good about this, though, here's the thing, and, and please, hopefully we always keep this in mind. Um, I, I know it, it would be great, right, if, if everything was always the same each week, you know, and if everything was just kind of, you know, we knew the room, and, you know, last week we were in the wilderness. This week we're in a room we're not usually in, okay? You have tables in front of you. Next week we'll be somewhere else, probably across the hall. It's going to be different, and here's what I love about that. Let's remember that our goal as brothers and sisters in this community isn't to get to a place where we can all just take a deep breath and go, I just want to be comfortable now, right? Is we're always missionaries, okay? And and that means that we adapt to different scenarios and different situations. And it isn't about just this perfectly, like acoustically sounded like room and all that. It's just a bunch of people that love Jesus that get together and they're inviting their neighbors to join us. And so let's remember that. I like when there's dip, like when things are changing up because it does. It reminds me that, man, my, my goal isn't to have like just this kind of, you know, perfectly vanilla kind of church building where everybody has their seats and stuff. But we're a little bit off sometimes. You know, you're like, man, I don't know how comfortable I feel, you know, standing up on this big old stage or behind a desk or something like that. It doesn't feel like church, right? Uh, But anyway, uh, turn over to Matthew chapter 18. We're going to continue on with our our series. What we've been talking about is being trained by Jesus. And I don't know if there's anything that we could ever do that could be more serious than that. I, I don't know if there's a single thing we'll ever do that can be more serious than us Humbly following Jesus and listening to him, not as, remember, we're, we're not listening to, to Jesus as our king who's like constantly berating us and reminding us how unworthy we are and all of these things. Remember, you know, the, the illustration that I love and I, it helps me so much is the, illust- the Mount Everest illustration of the Sherpa, man, where, where we're following Jesus through this world. And he's like, hey, man, come, you're close to me, but be careful over here and watch this and don't stand. And, and everything he's telling us isn't about how can I make their lives miserable, but man, how can we navigate through this and bring as many with us as possible, right? And so I love that. That's super helpful. And Matthew 18 is one of these chapters. We're actually going to stay in Matthew 18 for a few weeks. And the reason why is Matthew 18 is this encapsulated set of of teachings of Jesus. And it's really amazing because you could take this entire chapter and he's teaching me and you how the community in the kingdom of God is supposed to be in its healthiest place, okay, in its healthiest way. And he covers all kinds of things. And The starting point has to be this, though. The starting point has to be where in your mind you're going, yes, I want to be part of the kingdom of God. 
All right, because if it's if not, if, if you're sitting here going, I don't really know if I want that. All right, this is just going to sound really kind of disconnected and all these things. But hopefully we come to the Bible going, I want to be a part of the kingdom of God. Like I want, I want Jesus to be my king. I want him to be able to have authority over me and everybody and, and authority over my own sinful nature. And I want that. Okay, we've, we've got to want this as we come to this. Because he's painting a picture that seems at first a little bit odd and certainly at odds with our own culture and civilization, okay? And so we're going to just start this up right here in Matthew 18. We're going to start in verse 1, all right? So Matthew 18, verse 1, at that time, the disciples, they came to Jesus and said, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Right. We've discussed this before. This isn't one of those passages that it's like, well, wow, this is kind of strange. We've heard this before. And Jesus says he called a child up. All right. And it says he called the child up and had him stand among them. So it's not even like he's just like, kid, come here, stand here. All right. That's a little uncomfortable. He says, I assure you. Okay. now now think about that. All right. If Jesus was sitting around in our living room, he goes, let me let me. I'm certain. Let me assure you of what I'm about to say is true. Okay, this is not I'm not playing around here. Okay, I assure you, unless you are converted and become like children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Okay, and remember, Matthew uses this term kingdom of heaven and it's synonymous with kingdom of God. Okay, it's the same thing here. And so Jesus says, listen, starting out and a lot of times we can go into this whole list of like, why would he use a child and all of their qualities and their innocence and all this? But he has something more specific in mind, I think, here. All right, because what he's talking about is status, right? They, they came to him and said, who's the greatest? And, and, and Jesus said, well, let me bring this child up. And so he's not talking about every quality of childlikeness. He's saying, listen, you want to know what? In this, in, in first century Roman Empire, this child here has no status, None. All right. He has no rights. He has no he, he doesn't have any like all he is, is he's dependent on his family completely. OK, so if dad's not doing what dad's supposed to do and mom's not doing and even in his community, he's utterly dependent on other people to be able to to take care of him to meet needs and all these kind of things. And so there's this idea of Jesus going here, unless you're converted to become like a child. And it's really interesting because it like there should be some things. Maybe it comes to mind like John three, when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus and he said, unless you're born again, right? There's this idea of starting new and remembering that, man, as a child, we're, we're dependent and we don't have any status. Well, here's the problem with status, right? is once we think we have some status, okay, whatever that is, um, maybe it's, it's however we view ourselves, right? The status of, of, of who I think I am or my job or, you know, my personality type or what car I drive or money or something like that. Once you have status, life then becomes about maintaining that. See, that's the problem, right? I mean, it's like this. It's like, okay, status as for, for me personally, okay, status as church leader, okay? And then you start thinking and getting caught up in the role of that and then going, oh man, you want to know what's really dangerous for ministers to get caught up in? Is trying to maintain a church leadership role, 
rather than being a disciple going, I don't have status. Like, I, like we have to remind each other of that. And this happens sometimes professionally too, right? It's like we spend so much time like, I've got to have status. I've got to be known, even if it's not around the world or in the nation or like as a professional athlete or something, is we want to be known for doing something well and competently, even if it's just in our little circle, right? We want status when it comes to even like the, the use of social media. I mean, it's, it's amazing because I started, I started looking into the idea of social media influencers, right? It's the, it's the, it, it, you know, they could take some dude like me and I could pay somebody money who's got a whole lot of friends and they start like marketing me, right? And, and this is really a lucrative, I didn't realize how lucrative this industry was. Okay, and I'm going, and so I, I filled out a form. I'm like, I think I could be that social media influencer. I got 45 solid friends, man, counting Facebook and Twitter. I mean, you put those two together, man, I, I think I could help people, right? But here, here's the deal, is there's just this status we want, right? Think about it, is, is, is what we want people to think about us and say about us. And when they look at us, go, man, that Keith, man, he's, you know, or, or Patrick or whoever, you know, Tyler. We have this idea and Jesus is like, no, actually, you've got to lose your status. And that makes sense, right? Because he's telling us if we want to follow him, we have to become a servant. So isn't that funny that sometimes we lose sight of that? It's like we want to keep our status and be a servant at the same time. OK, if you're like me, what ends up happening is it's like I can say, yes, I want to be a servant of Jesus until people start treating me like a servant. <laughs> okay, you ever had that happen before? You're like, what are they treating me that way for? Who do they think they are? And go, oh, yeah, yeah, this is what I asked for. This is how a servant is, right? Is, is we lose our status. And so he says this here. He says, we've got to be converted. We've got to become like children to even enter the kingdom of heaven here, okay? And he goes on, whoever humbles himself like this child... This one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever welcomes one child like this in my name welcomes me. But whoever causes the downfall of one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for him if a heavy millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. <laughs> All right. This is very, like, descriptive. All right. Millstone. All right. You're going, well, what would be the bad thing about that? It's heavy. We don't have to have a millstone to know he's talking about something very heavy that, that doesn't float, okay? Like tied around your neck and thrown in the sea. Now, think about this for a minute. If we're listening to Jesus, he's already said, I assure you of this, All right? It, it, see, you don't get to just be in the kingdom of heaven because we do good things. You don't get to be in the kingdom of heaven because you're a good guy. You don't get in the kingdom of heaven because you have great motives, He's like, no, we, we have to. And so can you picture in your mind the community that Jesus is like trying to, he's trying to ha have this idea that he's getting people to buy into. Is This kingdom is going to be different than any other thing you've seen before, right? It's not going to be like the Roman Empire. It's not going to be like all of the, the Assyrians and the Babylonians and the Medes and the Persians and all these people the Israelites knew of a kingdom. It's not going to be that way. He said, actually, my kingdom is going to be a kingdom of statusless people. Okay. They're going to be a kingdom of statusless people. All right. And, and they're going to need to humble themselves, all of them, to humble themselves to enter the kingdom. 
right? And then there's this idea of we now there's this responsibility me and you have. All right, so, so think about this for a second. There's a responsibility I have in the kingdom of heaven. And there's a responsibility here. It says, if, if you cause any one of these who believe in me, if you cause any, the downfall of any of these little ones, and he's kind of, he's kind of gotten away from just talking about that child. Okay. Any one of these little ones, meaning anyone who's converted and made themselves like a child, right? Anyone in the kingdom of heaven, if you cause the downfall, he said, it, it would be better just tie a millstone around your neck and jump in the sea. Because that's how serious it is, okay? There, there's this theme. Jesus is, is painting this picture of his kingdom. And, he, and, and, and here's the idea. We need each other. You, you look around. Every single person, we need each other. Okay, that, that's absolute. You know, it, it's, it's so funny because we get so weird and off track about like church attendance and these things and ministries and all that kind of stuff. And we miss the heart. Uh, here, here's, the, here's the deal. I am not built to be a disciple outside of this community. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not built to be a disciple on my own. All right, that's not the way the, the kingdom of heaven was put together. But think about this responsibility here. Okay, if you cause the downfall, or some of your versions say, if you cause any of these to stumble. All right, so you're going, this is serious. We, we need each other, right? And, and it's that idea of, you know what I do? actually influences other people in my community in drastic ways. And you want to know what I also have the response, you know what I ought to have the, the ability to do? That I actually can, as your brother in Christ, be a stumbling block to you. And that doesn't sound like that's a good place to be. Right? And so I think that we need to stop right here and go, has this ever happened to me? Okay. If we've never stopped and thought about that, then there's a very good chance that it's probably happening. Okay. If we've never stopped and go, hold on a minute, what do you mean a stumbling block? Like, what do you mean getting in the way of somebody spiritually and their faith and their zeal and their love for God? What does that mean? Well, well, think about it. Is, is if, have you ever caused stumbling for somebody because of your cynicism or lack of faith? Right? You, you ever been around a brother or sister, man, and they are just so positive and so grateful and so excited, and you're the Dudley Downer. Right? Oh, man, y'all, I know that. Nothing's good enough. Yeah. Is you talking about, man, I'm so proud of this brother for what he's doing and how he's growing. Well, you know, he's got a long way to go. Man, here's the thing, man, is don't be a stumbling block for faith. Right? I mean, seriously, it's that idea of sometimes we can be like the realists where we're just like, no, nah, just uh, let me be real. And you're just kind of like, listen, here's what the church doesn't need. Eeyore. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm not talking about what, what's wrong with Eeyore. Eeyore is just like if you watch Winnie the Pooh, it, you should know this. OK, it's Eeyore's just down all the time. Nothing's good. It doesn't matter. Winnie the Pooh could come to Eeyore and say, look at all of these great things that Eeyore sees the worst in it. All right. This may be one of those hidden things that we don't even pay attention to. 
right? Because again, here's going to be the practical for us. How do we, how do we live this out? Okay. It's going to have to be to become really good at what, what we call one another scriptures. It's becoming really good at those, not just like knowing where they are. And so what do I mean by that? So Hebrews 3, um, it, you can turn over to Hebrews 3. Let's actually read it instead of hearing the Keith version of it. So th- this is going to be the practical that goes through this chapter. Is for me and you to excel in the one another's. For me and you, because there's this idea of going, man, it's not just about me being saved. And I go to church. It's about me thinking and praying for my brothers and sisters and knowing that what I say and what I do can cause them to stumble. Okay. And so Hebrews 3, verse 12, watch out, brothers, so that there won't be any uh, in any of you uh, an evil, unbelieving heart that departs from the living God, but encourage each other daily while it's still called today encourage one another. See, see, that's the thing. If a community that's really good at that, okay, and again, not flattery, encouragement. This idea of, dude, come on, man, you got this. You're better. You, you can grow, okay, of becoming good at that. We start to realize, we, we, we understand the picture Jesus has painted, that me and you and every one of us in here, that, that there's an integral part that we can become a stumbling block or somebody who is just somebody who builds, who's used by God to build his community, right? And so you have this going, well, I don't know. I think we need to check our attitudes, our cynicism, our faithlessness. I, I, listen, I think of me right off the top of my head. I'm going, wow, you know what's funny is, is how many times that can happen. You know, <laughs> you, you have a bad day, a bad mood, a bad attitude. And all of a sudden, it's like a stumbling block for brothers and sisters. Here's the other thing, okay? And this is, it's probably, now, now in different cities you could live in, it's different, okay? Like, I'm sure that this, if we lived in like New York City or Chicago or San, or like a big city somewhere, okay? That, that this might be different when I say that we have to beware of worldliness, Okay, if we live in Las Vegas, you would know what I'm talking about, right? You're like, oh man, yeah, yeah, it's very worldly. We have to be careful. Like, oh, there's parts of town here that you... But when we talk about Clemson, South Carolina, we think it's like the land Satan forgot. Okay, we think like, no, man, it's, it's, this campus has nothing but Christians on it. Right? I mean, it's all, you know, and, and believe me, Thursday, Friday night, Saturday night downtown, it's all Christians. Right? I mean, it has to be because we're all in church together on Sunday. Like we lose our mind when it comes to worldliness because we think the world, we could go and do what the world does and that it will have no effect on us or others. Right? And so here's the thing about this is, and, and here's what comes to mind as I think about this passage is I think of 1 Corinthians 13. Love always protects. Right? Love always. And, and so I'm thinking in this community, this picture that Jesus is painting is I could be a stumbling block and become very worldly and go, let me just be like everyone else in Clemson. And it won't affect anybody except you know that's not true. Because you have seen young men and young women who have engaged in being the, in worldly Clemson that go, I have no use for Jesus anymore. Okay, you, you've seen it happen, right? 
Or it's this idea of, we can, you want to know what we can do if we love one another? Protect one another. <sighs> All right. You know what you can do in, in a dating relationship, man? Especially, guys, if you're not protecting your girlfriend, like protecting her purity, protecting where her mind is going, like having that, or you're just like, no, man, we're just loosey-goosey. We just go and do whatever we want, however we want, and putting each other in harm's way, right? Stumbling block. All right. And, and, and think about that conversation that Jesus would have with me and you. Hey, dude, you want to know what? Let, let's go. Could you imagine Jesus walking us up to a millstone? Go, hey, hey, man. Hey, Keith, come here. I want to talk to you. Come over here to the millstone. <laughs> you know, hey, man, the, the stumbling block you're being, this thing right here, help me carry it. All right. Because it would be better in my kingdom if you just took this and jumped in the sea. Or we're thrown in the sea, okay? That seems harsh, right? I mean, who does Jesus think he is? <laughs> who does he think he is saying this? But here's the thing. It's not this idea of how can I make it through life without having a millstone around my neck and drown in the sea? That's not the point, okay? It's the idea of going, I, I think he's serious. <laughs> I think he knows something we may not know. I think he may understand something we don't give a whole lot of ear to. I think he sees and says, you want to know, hold on. The world is going to try to build us up as stumbling blocks for one another. And it isn't cute. And it isn't just one of those things where it's just like, oh, yeah, I'll repent. Or, oh, yeah, I know I'm this way. He's like, no, no, no. It's deadly serious in this kingdom, okay? So this might have scared you a little bit. You may be going, oh, my goodness. You're going, that's me. I know I've been this stumbling block to my brothers and sisters. I, I've been this and you're, and, you're, and you're scared to death. And here, here's the great thing about Jesus is he's, he's really telling us, man, that you want to know what? We can repent. <laughs> that, that's good news, okay? He's like, no, 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 you can't turn and think differently about this and behave differently and have a different and, and get, get Jesus' vision for the kingdom of God inside of us and start living that out, okay? But you think about this is we would we would love to be a part of a community that was like this. And, and I think you wonder what's fun is, is here on Earth. We're always going to be a little bit short of this, I think. OK, I think, man, you know, we're all works in progress. Satan is messing with us. We're we're all in different levels of maturity. But if you think about it, being a part of community that people took so seriously not to make any of my brothers stumble. Do you know how wonderful that would be? Could you imagine being cared for so deeply? Like you take our small little church that you're cared for so deeply that every interaction people have with you is I just want to build you up, right? Like, like I'm taking that seriously and it was everywhere. It was, you're thinking, man, that would be the coolest group of people to be with, right? Because the group of people we don't want to be with is people we can't trust and people who aren't safe and people who... So when we look at this, instead of going, gosh, this is so scary and I'm a stumbling block and I think Keith is saying I should go and do this. What I'd like you to think about is this is exactly what we want in the deepest part of our heart. This is exactly what we want, except sometimes we want these things without any like negative you know, effect of it. All right. And he's saying, no, there is a consequence here. All right. And he goes on. He says, if your hand or your foot causes your downfall, cut it off and throw it away. He said, it's better to enter 
maimed or lame the, the kingdom of heaven than to have two hands or two feet and to be thrown in the eternal fire. If your eye causes your downfall, gouge it out and throw it away. It's better to enter life with one eye rather than to have two eyes and be thrown into hellfire. I mean, Jesus is feeling it right now. All right. He's like, but think about this is he's getting us to understand this kingdom of heaven, this community of people who love him. And he's going, this is the ethic we live by. My people will live by this ethic. All right. And so he's painting this picture. And at the same time, we're going, I think you really mean that. And he's starting to say things like cut your hand off and cut your foot off and gouge your eye out. And you're going, really? That extreme? And Jesus is saying, that's how wonderful this kingdom is. Okay, it's not, we shouldn't be dabbling in these things. We shouldn't be dabbling in worldliness. We shouldn't be becoming, we've got to be thinking about, man, what's best for Byron? What's best for KJ? You know, is those interactions in our relationship going, what, what's needed? How can I be a servant? Would you hate to be a part of that community? Would you hate that? Would it be so embarrassing to be a part of that community? Would it be so, now, I think it would be incredible. And you wonder what's funny is, is, is we have that. We have that. that that's what's interesting. And, and, and you can go, well, Keith, I don't know. I don't know about that. And, and here's the interesting thing is, look, open your eyes. It is happening. All right. But here's the deal. If I'm going to be cynical and faithless and, and I'm going to be, now I'm not going to be like a child. I'm not going to be dependent. I'm not going to lose my status. You want to know what? You won't see it. You won't see it. You go, oh, no, 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 it's not here. Mm-mm. When we go, hold on a minute. I'm like this and going, wow, you want to know what? I absolutely see this, right? And, and you could go around and go, man, I see it in this family, in this family, in this family, in this family, right? And just that idea itself fills you with so much gratitude and so much encouragement to go, man, yeah, we're, we're works in progress. But man, at the same time, I'm, I'm reading this going, man, I am so proud to be a part of the Clemson Foothills Church. Man, I love it so much because it's this idea of not that we've achieved the destination, but it's part of that journey that we go, listen, we're all going to be on this together. Okay, so the point isn't perfect performance. Okay, let me be very clear about that. The point isn't perfect performance. It's this idea of that we have decided this will be our ethic. Okay, this, this is what we'll expect from one another, me and you. We'll expect this, so we'll talk about this with one another. All right, this is such a healthy beginning to community, okay? So, so again, if you're feeling all like, oh man, this is horrible and it's painful and all these things, listen, Hebrews 3.13 says something interesting. Encourage one another while it's still called today, all right? As long as we can see, and we're here, and Jesus hasn't come back, and I'm still breathing and have a pulse, it's today, all right? And it's not too late. Like, I can go, oh, man, you mean I can change and, and engage in this immediately, right? But it comes back to, like Jesus said, we have to humble ourselves like a little child, right? And go, oh, man, I think I'm kind of a big dog. I don't know if I can go and confess this sin because then people are going to think that I'm a sinner and all that kind of stuff. Say, so, yeah, yeah, lose your status. We are sinners, right? We're a, we're a mess unless we've achieved some status that we think we have or something like that. So, so he says this. Now, here's the interesting thing, and this is what's great. As, as I was reading this, I was going, I think Paul, Paul did such a great job of understanding and communicating this. 
Okay, turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 8. And hopefully you're thinking, you're going, okay, well, again, how do we practically apply this? Well, what it, what, what it takes is, again, beginning with the one another passages and going, oh, Jesus has already told me, like, how we can interact with one another. Encouraging each other daily, loving one another, spurring. Hebrews 10 says we spur one another on to love and good, de- good deeds, you know, and going, man, for, for our community to go, I'm serious about this. Like, this is really important that we do this. Colossians 3 says that we teach and admonish one another as the word dwells in us richly, right? Now, now, now here's the thing is, is we start employing these and living like this. We're, tr- trust me, we're going to practice these imperfectly. The more we practice them, the more we're going to mature, okay? But here at 1 Corinthians a, you look at Paul's attitude here, okay? So Paul's writing this, and he's talking about really in their society, just th- there were temples, and there was meat being sacrificed to idols. And, and, and Paul was really, his stance was, well, man, if it, there's no such thing as an idol anyway, so you're fine if you, if you want to eat that meat. But there are people that are saying, I can't eat that meat, all right? Like, it's, it's injuring me, man. It's making me stumble, and, and, and listen to this in verse 13 of, of 1 Corinthians 8. Therefore, if food causes my brother to fall, I will never again eat meat so that I won't cause my brother to fall. <laughs> wow, man. I mean, you, Paul takes this seriously, doesn't he? I mean, I'm, I'm looking at us around here. I'm going, I like meat. <laughs> I, I, I like it. All right. There's a lot of things I like that I'll tell you what, man, if it was a stumbling block, I'd have to think long and hard before I got rid of it. And I'm not just talking about food. I'm talking about entertainment. Right. Where I'm going, no, but it's not wrong. (laughs) It's not wrong to watch this thing. And, And let me tell you, I'm embarrassed at my heart when it comes to like entertain. Like, so for instance, I've shared with you guys this before is I love, we spent a lot of time watching Survivor. Man, I love Survivor, you know, and I'm just kind of keeping my mouth shut here, you know, and, I, and, and really I'm just like, it's no big deal. And then Abby's like, you know, should we consider what we're watching here? And I'm like, say what? <laughs> Do you not care about Jeff Probst? You know, do you not care who wins this game? This is about survival. And I'm going to tell you this. My goal isn't to tell you what you can and can't watch, okay? But I'm saying just the idea that it came up on the chopping block. And I'm going, there's, I'm not kidding you, man. This went in my head. There's no way I cannot watch this. (laughs) How stupid is that, right? I mean, but listen, you probably got your thing you're stupid about too, okay? I mean, there's a number of things when it comes to TV shows where I can go, man, I really like this, but, you know, and man, heaven forbid that brother comes up and, and wants to like talk about that. I'm like, oh, no, you don't understand. But, you know, <laughs> and going, man, if it causes it, man, you know, it, would I be willing to go, I, I, I'm forsaking entertainment so my brother doesn't stumble or fall. You know, you think of, of food, you think of alcohol, you think of entertainment, you think of these things, right? And this is amazing 
Okay. And then he goes on, though, 1 Corinthians 9, if you jump on down to right around middle of verse 12. Paul said, I endure everything so that I won't hinder the gospel. All right. How, how like, think about a life. Think about brothers and sisters that were so trustworthy that you knew I'll never do anything that will hinder the gospel. Okay. That that was the ethic. I'm just telling you, man, this picture Jesus is painting, I'm going, I want all of that. I want friendships that come from that. I want marriages that come from that. Man, this is so great. Except he's kind of like walking on us here just a little bit, you know. But then Paul goes into this as well. And these are just things I'm sharing with you in 1 Corinthians 8 and 9. And now in 1 Corinthians 12, he says this. And, and, and in verse 12, Paul writes about how in the body, in the family, every single part is put together perfectly. Okay. And, and every part matters. And sometimes we get weird in church about this because we think what that means. It's like, well, no, no, no. There, there's, there's some people that pass out communion really good. And then there's some people that sing really good. And then there's some people that preach really good. No, 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 no. Man, that's just things. All right. What he's saying is, is you and me, you were created in his image. All right. Every single person. You, you wonder what? You, you think of personality types. You think of the different way, just in this small room, the different views we have in the world the different lenses we see things from, okay? And God going, I need every single one. I, listen, it's very clear. God never wanted his kingdom to be all the same people, all looking the same way, all thinking the same in the same worldly sense, okay? He's saying, no, I got to have a bunch of folks that all see things differently, but say, no, but I want to be in the kingdom of heaven though, Right. And so that's the idea. There, there should be some comfort in, in, in God going, no, no, no I, Lauren, I know exactly where you are. I get you. You've got to be right there. Because then it's kind of like, oh, man, OK, I don't have to be someone else. I don't have to flounder and go, man, should I volunteer for this to be a part of the body? It's like, no, you've built you've been built this way. But he goes on and he says this. And this is really this is really a powerful section. Um, Let's, uh, let's actually start reading in verse 21. He says, the, the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. Again, the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. But even more, those parts of the body that seem weaker are necessary. And those parts of the body that we think are less honorable, we clothe with greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have a better presentation. But our presentable parts have no need of clothing. Instead, God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the less honorable so that there would be no division in the body, but that all members would have the same concern for each other. But, but that's one of those things. That write it down, man. Memorize it. Is, is, Paul is saying this was the goal of Jesus' teaching, that there wouldn't be any divisions, but everybody if you just looked around this room right now and go, I have the same concern for every single person, the same regard, the same, he said, to the point where if one member suffers, the other members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, the members rejoice with it, okay? And so this is a higher calling, right? Because you may have suffered when maybe a couple close people to you have suffered. But have we striven, have we, have we really taken this so seriously 
and prayed so diligently for one another and encouraged and lived out these one another so amazingly that we're going, man, you want to know what? I don't, me, me and KJ don't even have to be the, spending all our time together. But when KJ suffers, I suffer. Right? It's that connection of heart of one another, okay? And, and again, the further we get away and we get kind of self-centered and all about ourselves, we start thinking like, well, no, but people aren't treating me well. And, people aren't, and I wish people would do this. And I wish people would. No, hold on. Let's get back to the ethic. Not, not worrying about what everybody else is doing. Not, not sitting there going, oh, but you know, Ben is, but if he would do this. No, 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 no. The starting point is personal responsibility. Right. He said, if you've done this, cut your hand off. Okay. Is the idea of going, man, here's the statement that helps me. In every situation, I'm part of the problem and I'm part of the solution. In every situation. Right. There, there is no sitting here going, man, it would be better, if, you know, if, if Lindsay would just change, you know. I've gone, no, but me. I haven't reached this. And, and Jesus is serious about this, Right. And he's been serious. God's been serious about it from the beginning. Remember Cain and Abel? Right? You remember that conversation that God had with Cain? He's like, hey, where's your brother? That, that might be a great question to ask ourselves. <laughs> where's your brother? Where, where's your sister? I don't know. I got my own things. I don't have equal concern for one another. But if we heard that and he's like, what? Am I my brother's keeper? Some versions say, am I my brother's guardian? And, and the point is, is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? This is, this is serious, but here's the deal. Let's not forget this. All right? Is, is we're, we're starting out and remembering we're being trained by Jesus. Re- remember that, okay? Again, the point isn't, have you reached total maturity in this message? It's the idea of, are you willing to hear this message? Like, are you willing to hear the words and go, okay, I hadn't been so great at this. I hadn't thought about this much, but I'm, but, but I'm willing to let's go. Awesome. Th- that, that is perfect, okay? Because we have to have ears to hear. We've got to be willing to go, oh, oh, I never knew that the kingdom of heaven was this, like, that, that Jesus was this serious about it. All right? And so, again, what we need, what's required now is ears to hear this message. And then a heart to go, but Jesus, I want to be trained by you. I want to study this out more so I can repent where I need to repent. Because here's, again, what we all have in common that we can all kind of lock arms on is we're all a mess. We all have messed up. All right. We're trying to do life. And that's why we're coming to Jesus saying, Jesus, train me. All right. Not again, not the status of perfect Christian. Right. I'm the guy. No sin here. No, 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 no. It's the idea of losing our status. So again, go home, write out, study some things out, you know, study out some of these one another's because this is, that really is the practicality is will I be serious about loving and encouraging and spurring and teaching and admonishing? Will I be serious about that to do that on the regular, not just not just, oh man, I'm, I'm going to do that today and then forget about it until the next time.